You're listening to the Date Smarter, Sexier podcast with dating and relationship coach, Andrea LaRosa, and my co-host and producer, Kanan John Dewey. Baby, here I am, I'm a man on the scene. I can give you what you want, but you got to go home with me. I forgot some good old love, and then I got some in store. When I get through throwing it on you, you got to come back for more. Boys and things will come by the dozen. That ain't nothing but drugs, don't love it. Pretty little thing, let me light your count. Cause mama, I'm sure hard to hell and I, yes, around. Test, test. Hello. My mother was just telling me yesterday that she was listening to um, Dr. Gary Chapman, the guy who wrote the book on the love languages. She was Mm -hmm. listening to a podcast with him on it the other day um, about the apology languages, which I thought was really interesting that she was telling me about this yesterday. And today we are talking about what I think needs to be (laughs) the sixth unofficial love language. So I just thought it was kind of ironic that like she, she'd never heard of the man before. She never heard of the Mm -hmm. books, knew nothing about it, Mm -hmm. but it just so happened. She was like, oh my God, do you know this Dr. Gary Chapman? (laughs) I was Mm -hmm. like, of course I do. Wait, what was the term you just used? Apology what? Oh, um, he wrote a book about apology languages. Apology languages, what's that? Yeah. So you have your five love languages, and then you have your five um, apology languages. It's the different ways in which you apologize to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of his biggest things in this book, and we can do an entire episode on this later on I in the season, which <laughs> would probably be actually a good idea. <laughs> um, yeah, Hurry but first. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. instead of saying I'm sorry and not knowing what you're apologizing for, and it's the way that you tend to apologize for mistakes, mm. you know, whether or not you take ownership of it or whether or not you push it on to something else. It's just there's different ways that we actually apologize. And he talks about all like the five main different ways, mm. just like you have five love languages. You have a language for how you apologize for things. It's super cool. It's a great book. So he basically created both. Both love languages as well as apology languages. Or at least he's, yes. he did the study and then presented it to us, what his findings. Right. And okay. he talks about like in the ways that we appreciate, the language we use to appreciate people. So he does a mm. lot of work and research around this whole topic of languages, how how we fit into different languages in our life and how not everyone fits into the same language, which brings us to today. Yeah. While he wrote the book on the five, and we've talked about these before, the five yeah. main love languages to remind uh-huh. everyone in case you forgot. It's I hope they didn't touch. because we, there's like literally a quiz at the end of this show. So you better be listening <laughs> up. <laughs> We're going <laughs> to test you. We're going to test you. <laughs> so physical touch. Words of affirmation, um, acts of service, gifts, and quality time. Mm. Did I skip it? No, that that's good. That's five. That's yeah. five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Making sure. Um, I so 
for our listeners to understand this, Kanan and I have been talking about how we think there should be a sixth. And maybe we'll write the book on it. I don't know. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I think in today's world, we live in a... Everybody wants attention. We're always doing something to to generate some kind of attention on us, whether it's yes. on TikTok or on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, wherever. If we don't get the intention or engagement that we want, it affects our personality. It affects our mood. We get angry. There's actually um, Frank Ocean on his album. I believe it's his second album. I forget what it's called. Uh, Blonde. There's no, 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 no. I'm very, very sorry. It's on his first album, Blood Orange. There's this interlude, I believe it's called Facebook, where there's this like this French guy. He's saying, you know, I don't understand. You know, my girl, she she, she gets mad at me. She break up with me because I won't become friends with her on Facebook. Who gives a shit about this Facebook? We're, we're <laughs> loving real life. Who cares about the Facebook? And honestly, sometimes I think... Even in my relationship, attention is a love language I've realized that my husband needs a little bit of. Like if he mm-hmm. posts something and, he, and I notice no one else, like, I probably shouldn't say this on air, but I have to like my husband's post whether I agree or not because he's my husband, you know? Yeah. And I noticed that when he posts something that's important to him and no one, or maybe not the people he expects engages with it. It, it affects his mood a little. It bothers him. It bothers me too when people that I know don't like the stuff that I'm putting out there. So I think, I don't know if that's where you're going with attention. But that's yeah. definitely what Well, we what didn't it even say what it was. <laughs> but yeah, huh? if, you haven't, if you haven't figured out what the six love language is, it's attention. <laughs> oh, wait, yes. We haven't said it yet. <laughs> well, well. That's a nice little segue. <laughs> <laughs> Good introduction. But yeah. you're right. You know, it's not it's not just him. And I hear this. I I'm in so many different coaching groups for entrepreneurs. And a lot of entrepreneurs say the same thing is that they have the same thing happening to them. They post something online and nobody likes it. Nobody comments. And then they see that they get a like or a comment or somebody purchases it. And they're like, oh, my God, who is it? And they look and it's their significant other. It's a family member. It's their best friend. And they're like, oh. <laughs> but still, it's someone. Yeah. So it's it's a legit thing. Like, it's real. And I do think that attention needs to be its own category. They did this with communication styles um, a few years back where they added in other styles that they thought needed to be their own category. Mm-hmm. I feel like attention is the sixth unofficial love language or should be because when he wrote the book, I don't think he was thinking about where social media was going at the time and where it is today. And I don't mean attention to just pertain to social media. We're going to talk about how it pertains to other areas of life. But the biggest one for attention is social media. Mm -hmm. If you're getting likes and comments and views and shares and whatever the hell else you can do with it, (laughs) it's the attention that you're receiving from it. And it's the reason why I think we have influencers now. Mm-hmm. because people just want the attention and now influencers are getting paid for attention and that has become their primary love language. 
even with their partners. I mean, honestly, I hear random people like casually if I'm walking down the street, you know, or if I'm like on set sometimes and someone will be like, oh, yeah, I get paid for uh, my reels now. So I just be doing funny shit and put it on my Instagram <laughs> and I get a little check for like $80. It's so nice. But I can slowly see the person getting, you know, bit by that attention bug where it's like, mm-hmm. honestly, it's a job in of itself trying to get attention online. So for people to really value it, and I mean, my question to you is this, is attention healthy? Even though we can categorize, you can categorize it as this, another love language. Is it a healthy love language? Ooh, I love this question. I never thought about that. But yes, it makes so much sense because there is, healthy attention, right? There's positive attention and there's negative attention. Mm-hmm. And I think it becomes unhealthy when it is the focus of your life. You cannot mm. do anything without attention. You cannot mm. go somewhere and be with your partner without gaining attention. And I know that's a huge problem with influencers even because they're always filming everything. Everything is being documented for social media. It's their job. To be fair, yeah. it is their job. So if you're going to date someone who's an influencer, holy fuck, you better be prepared for that. Your entire mm-hmm. life is going to be documented and your entire life is going to be shared on social media. That is mm-hmm. how they get following. Mm-hmm. That's how you probably pay your rent. But how right. do you... Uh, if I was someone with someone like that, because I used to do that to my husband for a while. Every time we would go somewhere, I would have him take pictures of me so I could have some content for my social media. Honestly, majority <laughs> of majority of my photos is taken by my husband or myself. It's either a self-portrait of my husband or maybe it's someone else. Who knows? You're but actually I'm, really great at those selfies, at doing self-portraits. It's called, it's a tri- it's a, all in a tripod and a timer. Right. Mm-hmm. And an idea tripod timer idea and the rest is magic (laughs) but how if i'm like someone how can someone satisfy someone like that if they do like i i want attention because i'm an actor so naturally i feel like if more people like me there's a better chance that i'll get more roles or more work or yada 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 it is kind of a popularity thing in hollywood let's be real um but How can it, how can you safely use it as a love language without it like messing with your brain and turning your ego into like this huge thing? It's like any other love language. So if your love language is quality time, but you mm-hmm. have an anxious attachment style, your idea of quality time is going to be very 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 skewed. Because now quality time for you is all the fucking time. It's clinginess. Is that so your love language kind of Yeah. Kind of falls into it. It's just, you know, attention falls into all of them, to be fair. Right? Mm -hmm. But I do Mm -hmm. think there's a different level. There's like the next level of attention. There's the a different type of attention um, Mm -hmm. that doesn't fit super well into any one particular love language, which is why we're talking mm-hmm. about it today. Mm-hmm. But yeah, every single love language can be unhealthy. Yeah. 
Well, I can see how attention can be positive too. I mean, mm-hmm. like people say I cheated on my wife or I cheated on my husband because he wasn't giving me attention anymore. So obviously that you're on to something because if they're complaining about the lack of attention, that means that everything else, like you just said, like quality of time is being affected because they're not spending any time with you. So yeah, you have to... Like, what do you suggest for couples to, like, actively show their partner that they care and are paying attention to them? Well, it depends on what their love language is. But, like, if it's something like attention, if you are a person who needs attention, you need to know how you need attention. Is it social media attention? Do you need your partner to follow you on all your social media stuff and like and comment on things? Is that how you're going to feel loved by your partner? Because, in fairness, for some people, it is then you need to be able to communicate that to your partner of, you know, I love when you like my posts or, Mm -hmm. you know, like the podcast, right? If I wanted a partner who listened to the podcast regularly, I would have to reinforce it by saying like, oh my God, I love that you listen to my podcast. It makes me feel so special that you tune in every week and you listen to it and you comment and, right? So... You have to know what level of attention you need from your partner. You have to know how to communicate that. Here's an example. Say you are at a party with your partner and you absolutely love and adore when those moments where you're across the room from each other and you make eye contact and you give each other a little smile and you make that connection of like, yep, still Mm -hmm. here, still good. That's Mm -hmm. attention. Yeah. That's a really simple way to give your partner attention. Yeah. I think that's what we lack, though, sometimes. It's just that little bit. It's like a, it's like a small detail in the relationship that I feel like it's so easy to overlook. Because honestly, let's be real. Once we're in a relationship for a while, we start to take them for granted. It's like, oh, you're here again. I saw you yesterday. Whatever. Go fuck yourself. But no, I feel like <laughs> that's what... <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's what the, nice. <laughs> yeah, there's certain things I feel like that I do to give my husband attention that I try to keep as a part of our routine. Like when we wake up in the morning, I automatically give him a kiss. It's like automatic, whether he's asleep or not. And sometimes he'll like groggily wake up. I don't know if that's a word, groggily, but he'll wake up to give, to reciprocate that kiss. Mm-hmm. Or, and I feel like that's my way of giving him attention. Or like he sends me a picture and a text every morning. He's been doing this since we were living in New Jersey. So this is seven. I have seven years of almost oh daily photos of my husband. I could probably make a fucking book uh, of just him saying good morning. And I hope you have a great day. And honestly, if he misses doing that, it fucks with me a little because it feels like, oh, he forgot about me. He's not paying me any attention. He's not doing his routine thing that makes me feel like he's thinking of me or you know i'm well i'm gonna repeat myself i'm on his mind which is also thinking of me but you know it's just those little things yeah so yeah i feel like but in today's world sometimes like in my past relationships guys wouldn't do shit like that it's just you know you see them when you see them the texting will be like here and there Hey, what's up? What W Y D? Nothing. Want to meet up? Sure. Like, what is that? You know, there's no. Uh, yeah, that's a really, really good point because attention comes in all shapes and sizes, and it looks yes. like 
we misinterpret attention. So when, and especially, I know we're talking about relationships, but this is happens especially when you're first dating. You meet, mm-hmm. you maybe you've gone on a first date, maybe you haven't yet, it doesn't matter. The point is it's really early in and you are sending or receiving a text message that just says, good morning, <laughs> or how are you? How was your day? Really, really simple you would think should be okay. But because we have this ability to text and send Mm -hmm. uh, memes and GIFs and emojis, like you got to spice up your attention or you're going to fall to the wayside because it's not exciting attention. So your attention has to be exciting. I know this is a lot of pressure, but like you have to think about what kind of attention your partner wants. Do they just want to hear from you because there are some people who love that good morning text. I have friends who are like, I absolutely love when my partner sends me that good morning text. And I'm on the flip side of that where I'm like, I don't want the good morning text. It loses its specialness for me after a Mm. while. I'd rather it be a random moment in the day when you are thinking of me that's something unique and different or even just like a picture of like what you're doing like oh my god i cannot believe this just happened kind of thing Mm -hmm. whatever it is but when it's the same thing over and over and over again i no longer feel like i get attention even though i am that's true one thing i do for my husband every so often to show him that i'm always sexually interested in him is i'll take like a really kinky picture and send it to him but this only Ooh. happens like maybe two or three times a year. I don't know why I don't do more of that because I have a, I probably Ew. shouldn't say this so I don't get hacked. But yeah, I should probably send him more pictures, but whatever. Like I try to do something to show him. Like I always want him to know that I'm always thinking of him, even though sometimes I can be a little bit stoic or I could be a little bit, you know, just in my own world, in my own bubble, because I spend a lot of time alone. Mm-hmm. And my husband is an extrovert, as I've mentioned on the show before. So it's like that balance of how do I give him all the attention that he fucking needs? And I'm not saying fucking in a bad way, but, you know, that he needs (laughs) without draining myself because I am sort of an introvert. I mean, as an actor, when I'm on set, there's a camera or when I'm on stage, there's people waiting. There's a scene to do. I'm building up the adrenaline to do it. In my relationship, I don't want to have to feel like I have to be on all the time. So I've, I've, I've like found little things to show my husband that I am paying attention to him and I do love him. And it's really like trying to figure out what works. Yeah. So it's the difference of the introvert versus the extrovert. I think we talked about this recently on one yeah. of the episodes. I can't remember which one because I can never remember which episode we're actually on. Um, so <laughs> my apologies, listeners. Um, but opposites the point do it, attract. That's the episode, the one yes, before last yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. So when you have an introvert, your attention is going to look different from someone else's attention. And an extroverted feels the ad- attention differently. So, yes, like you said, you come home and you don't have the energy because you're an introvert. You need that time to recharge where an extrovert can come home and give all of the attention, right? He can come in the the door at the end of the day, even though he's tired from a long day, but he still has the energy to give attention because that's how an extrovert works. He comes in like a 
ball on a chain or a bowl in a china shop. I love it. It's so he's so fucking adorable. It just drives me fucking nuts some days. Oh my I god. I mean that's all relationships. Isn't that how it's supposed to work? It's ebb and flow of having to deal with another human in your space. Yeah. But One thing I noticed that my attention thing is if I'm having a rant, he should not be on his cell phone. Like that will send me into like like not I don't get angry or like start screaming right. at him, but it makes me irritated if I'm like sharing something passionate and you're not giving me the attention to like just at least get it out, finish my thought, and then go back to scrolling on Facebook. So I've actually had to like work on that within my relationship because if I'm feeling strongly about something, I kind of want your undivided attention. Oh my god, that's such a great point. Yes. Yeah. If even if I'm not feeling strongly about it and I'm not freaking out over something, I want you to put down the phone, especially the phone. I want you to put down the phone. I want you to pause the TV. I want you to put the laptop away, whatever it is. But I Mm -hmm. want your undivided attention during the conversation. I want you paying attention to me. I want you listening. And it kind of falls into that whole listening that we had done during the communication episode as well. So, yeah, I totally agree. I mean... I want all the attention to be on me. It's like last night we were out to have dinner and, you know, my husband is not rude. So I don't want people out here thinking that he is totally this rude ass man. He is not. He's like the sweetest teddy bear ever in the world. I just love him. But sometimes when he's like on his phone, he zones in on whatever he's doing, whether it's work related or whatever. And I'm like... Give people your attention. When I'm out talking to people, I think, I don't know what it is with these cell phones. It's just, it drains people and it pulls people away from each other. I was like reading on Twitter recently and this guy is like, you young people, stop taking cell phones on your dates. Like, I rem- <gasps> like just don't do it. Like, I, we were out at this restaurant in Palm Springs. I love this restaurant. It's called Palm Frites. It's a French restaurant and it, and they serve like a whole bunch of German beers. So it's German and French. Anyway, uh, there was this couple there. They were young, a young black couple. Actually, this was two occasions. A young black couple and then a young Asian couple. Both times. They were both young. They were both good looking on their cell phone the entire time. How? I know we're talking about relationships, but how can you get to a relationship if you can't even pull yourself away from your own world to give the, the, the other person just a little bit of attention? If, if that's what we all crave, at the end of the day, we all want love and attention. Right. How, what, what are some steps you think you can give people to be like, let me pull, let me not give any ideas. What, do, what is your ideas? <laughs> um, well, first, I think the cell phone thing is a really important aspect to consider when we're talking about attention, because the cell phone seems to be getting in the way of dating and of relationships. Yeah. So, you know, if you're out on a date with your partner, you're having dinner, even if it's not like the official date night, mm-hmm. you're just having dinner together. Yeah. Why do you need to have your cell phone at the table? Exactly. You've had it all day. You have not had your partner all day. No. And there's literally no emergency that can possibly come up within what? 35 45 minutes that, you know, yeah. unless you're like a doctor, a heart surgeon or some shit like that, where it's like they. But then you have a beeper. That's true. They still have beepers for doctors and stuff. I don't know. 
I mean, I <laughs> that's what they say on the show. They do still say that on you know, But wait, it would make sense for a doctor to still have a beeper in addition to his cell phone if you think about it. Because right. it's like it anyway, we're getting off subject. Um but <laughs> But it's the cell phone problem. And, you know, it's funny because I know it's this kind of a sidebar conversation, but it's the whole cell phone thing. I was at the gym the other day and this old baby boomer, and I'm sorry, I'm kind of being judgy right now because he really pissed me off, is walking around and he looks annoyed because the gym is packed full of people. And yes, everyone is on their fucking cell phone in the gym now. This is why I canceled my membership. The gym that I go to also, and I don't know if this is all gyms because I haven't been to a gym in forever. I just recently started going back to one. On the side of every machine is a QR code for you to scan to watch a quick YouTube video and learn how to use the machine properly. Hmm. So there's that. So be mindful of that when you're walking around because he was pissed. He walked past me at one point and he was like, oh, these fucking kids on their stamp cell phones taking up the machines and all i could think was like first of all you don't know what they're doing the gym is now designed an app the gym that i go to has an app that has videos tons and tons of videos from trainers on how to do proper Mm warm-ups and how to use the machines properly and how to do other exercises not to mention that if you are doing four reps Mm -hmm. Right. Because this is apparently what you do now at the gym. You do reps of four on machines. You have to breathe in between them. It used to be three reps. Now, apparently it's four. Like so like I do a 15, 12, 10, 10. Yeah. Uh, but the machines. Uh. So like you shouldn't do a rep and then immediately go into the next rep. It's like. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a trainer, but this is what I've been told. And this is what I see as well is to breathe in between the two. Take a minute, catch your breath and then do it again. And during that downtime in between the reps, a lot of people are on their cell phone. Mm. Yes. Does it mean it's taking them much longer to get off the fucking machine? Yes. Yeah. Which is I get that. That's the problem. But at the same time. You know what? I can. I, don't know. I can. I don't even know what my point was. <laughs> no, no, no. I get where you're going with that. It's like be mindful of what's happening because you know technology is mm-hmm. here to stay. So we're trying to give people yeah. ideas on how they can implement it in their life without missing out on uh, social interaction. I think the main difference of when that baby boomer was going to the gym is back in that during his day. You would do reps with people. So while you're waiting, the other person would be working out. And then when they're done, then you go. But now it's not like that because we have our cell phones. I don't need to have a conversation with Bob over here in between my reps. I mean, I could if I need him to spot me, but not really. So, yeah, I can see why we use the cell phones now versus before we were more social. But I... Mm-hmm. I'm kind of one of those old souls sometimes. I I really <laughs> genuinely feel like it would really do us some good if we can disconnect a little. Because what's not to say that if you put your cell phone away while you're at the gym and you give that guy or girl some uh, attention, they could be a, mm-hmm. they could be a potential date. You know, I think we're cutting yeah. off the idea of like giving attention, like. I agree. The gym is a great place to meet someone. 
I'm not saying go up and talk to everybody at the gym and drive them crazy because this happened I, yesterday. I was at the gym. Yeah, I know. All my examples are of the gym because this is my fucking life now. I work and I go to the gym. There's something wrong with <laughs> that. I work on every morning story. in our gym in our <laughs> complex so with my weighted vest on. So there's nothing wrong with that. So there I was in one of the rooms doing my core and I noticed that there was a guy lurking. Mm-hmm. He was clearly in, I'd say, early 20s. Wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. He was not on a machine. He would touch a machine oh, and like sit on it. But he didn't. No, no, no. It wasn't oh. me. But he wasn't actually working out because I'm watching him. But he doesn't know that I'm watching him mm-hmm. because he's watching this other girl. And frankly, I'd be watching her too. She was adorable. Yeah. Super fit. Very cute. Working out hard. Mm-hmm. Like, it's sexy. But it was super creepy that he was like following her around. Ew. And she even started to notice it. And I saw her go and talk to her friend. And I'm assuming maybe she that's why she did it. And then he asked her, like, because they were so close to me, I could hear him ask her, like, oh, I wasn't sure if you were done with that machine or not. And she was like, hey, I'm good. I cleaned it. It's all you. And then he didn't even get on the machine. He got on something else that was even closer to her. So I'm not saying be that creeper. Don't do that. That is disgusting. Disgustingly creepy. Don't do that. But I am saying that there's potential to meet someone at the gym because you have something in common. You both work out. Exactly. Yeah. That, so it's not a bad place to put the fucking phone away and give some attention to someone. Exactly. I mean, unless you're in a relationship or unless you're one of those people. That, oh, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, because <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There's a, like a lot. When I used to go to the gym, there's a lot of guys that would. Like, oh, my God, I would just stare them up and down. This is one Brazilian guy. He was one of those bohemian types. He had, like, the long, messy man bun and, like, the 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 mm. low, slouchy, tribal print pants when he would work out with the tank top. He was gorgeous. Oh, my God. I would just stare at him when he would work out. I don't know if he felt me staring at him, but who gives a shit? But um, he was this gorgeous Brazilian. That being said, if I was, like, a female and I was straight, I could just go up to him. What a great way to start a conversation. Like, oh my God, what's your workout regimen? I mean, I do read a lot of memes online where they're like, the only <laughs> people that approach guys with nice bodies in the gym are other guys because like, yo man, what are you doing? But I think more women should actually approach a guy because I think men who work out like that at gyms, let's be real. They're self-conscious. They think they're going to get rejected. Mm -hmm. Most likely, they think they're going to get rejected. So I think the gym is actually the perfect place for a female to make the first move. Because some of my straight male friends are always like, (coughs) they're always like, oh, no, I I can never approach a girl at the gym because, you know, she's in her mode. You know, she's sweaty. She doesn't have her makeup on. She doesn't want me touching her. She doesn't want me. Actually, you don't know. I mean, if you're ugly and you're a Right. And you're kind of gross and you're lecherous about it. Of course, she's not going to want to talk to you. Right. Don't touch her. Exactly. Keep your hands to yourself. But if you can. Go ahead. You can strike up a conversation. And to be fair to men, the number one way to build your confidence, if you are struggling with your confidence, for men in particular, The number one way to build confidence is by working out. It is. Deion Sams. 
Oh, no, that's this guy I know. Deion Sanders. You know, I think I said this in the- The football player? The football player. player. Yes, the (laughs) black. He is a daddy. If I- Oh, my God. He reminds me of this guy when I was like 19 years old. It was this black guy who was like 40-something years old. He was like an ex-Navy man. He was like six foot three, 280 pounds. He had a big uncircumcised dick. He would make me feel like a little bitch in that bed. He would like toss me around. So when I say Deion Sams, it reminds me of that guy. When anyway, he said- But you mean Deion Sanders. Sanders. I keep saying Deion Sanders. It's this guy I know. He's a fellow actor here in LA. They have (laughs) the same first name. I don't Oh my God. Am I into Deion Sams? Is he subconsciously on my mind? Who knows? Stay tuned. Anyway, I'm just joking. But um, <laughs> he said, when you look good. And that took a turn. That did. He said, when you look good and you feel good, you sell good. And I think that, that applies to everything. Because you notice when people like dress yeah. real sloppy and they go out, mm-hmm. no one's going to pay you any attention. Or you're oh, not going right, to feel. Right, right, right. You're not going like to feel. Like me right now. You look amazing. So, no one can see me, but I am dressed to go out after this for a networking event. And normally I would just be all bundled up in a sweater. Mm-hmm. But a friend of mine was like, let's like, you know, we're in work mode, be in mm-hmm. work mode. So I am. I'm in work mode clothes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just, ooh. I feel like feels clothing different. is the easiest way to get someone to spark a conversation with you. That's why with yes. my clothing brand, Canaan Wear, one of my lines for our marketing is um, make new friendships. Because honestly, there's this one jacket oh, I, I have. I like that. Yeah, this is one jacket I have called Tribal Tone. This jacket, when I wear it, so many people come up to me and say that they love it. So it, 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 I'm now talking to so many people all because of a jacket. And I think if you... And it gives you all that positive attention. Exactly. And now if I was a single person putting effort into how I look, then there's a I, I increase the odds. Now I'm not I'm not the trainer here. I'm just going based off of my feelings about dressing. I feel like when you look good, people feel that vibe and then they're they're attracted mm-hmm. to you. They're gonna they're, they're either gonna think that you're mysterious yes. or like, ooh, who is this person? He dressed so interesting. He must be an interesting man or woman or whatever. Or vice versa, if you dress like a shit, yeah. they're not going to want to talk to you at all. And then you're like, nobody ever wants to like make a move on me. Well, you're in leggings and a dirty sweatshirt every fucking day with your hair in a messy ass ponytail. Right. That's not fuckable. And I think that applies. <laughs> to, no, I think that applies to relationships yeah. too. Like if yeah. your husband or your girl or who or they is not giving you attention, take a step back. How are you dressing? How are you presenting mm-hmm. yourself? I think. That gets I agree. In fact, I remember years ago having the conversation with a friend of mine when she was dating her now husband. She used to like wear sexy lingerie to bed. Mm -hmm. They would like have nights where she would like role play for him. And Mm -hmm. then as soon as they got married, she went to sweatpants and oversized sweatshirts and a sports bra, which by the way, is impossible to get off in the moments. It's there's nothing sexy about a sports bra, y'all. Nothing. Mm -mm. Anyways, point being, he eventually contacted me and was like, Mm -hmm. Hey, can you do me a solid? Can you please take my wife shopping? Act like whatever you have to do to get her to buy something sexy. And we did. And we had the conversation about it. And Mm -hmm. now she's back to wearing 
sexier lingerie mm-hmm. for him at bedtime. It's it's a nice little give and take mix, but like I think that applies. What you wear matters. Yeah, and I think the same way guys are like that with women with the sexy hair, makeup, and the lingerie. It applies to men too, because sometimes you know. I remember my first boyfriend. I'm sorry to diss you if you're listening. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But (laughs) we would go out and he would wear like a white t-shirt with like grease spots on it. And I'd be like, you think that's sexy? And I I know some women like feel the same way about their man. You know, there's these guys that, you know, I don't care. I just, you know, I put on whatever I see and, you know, I have like Mm -hmm. this, you know, I'm cool. I don't, you know, whatever. And it's like, no, a little bit of, Something yeah, at least comb, at least comb your hair, and or at least right. smell like you washed your ass today. I think guys can be a little too nonchalant. Not gay men necessarily, because even like the the, right. the the scruffiest looking men, I tell you, they're well fucking groomed. It's like ridiculous. But that being said, I, I think men that applies to men too, because we do get a little sloppy. And I've seen it in straight relationships where guys just become unkept and they still expect high standards of their woman. Like, she needs to be wearing panties and this and that. And he's like, you know, in a greasy t-shirt with his belly hanging out mm-hmm. with, you know, he, he hasn't gotten his hair cut in a while. And he's like demanding all these things. So I mm-hmm. definitely think it goes both ways. Definitely. It does. Absolutely. But, you know, attention, having positive attention. And here's the other piece of that. When you dress nice and you look good, you look put together, you do your hair, put on a little makeup, whatever it is, right? You go out, you get positive attention from people. Mm -hmm. People notice you. People Mm -hmm. look at you. Mm -hmm. Your partner is going to see that as well. If your partner is a secure person, they're going to find that attractive. Yeah. That you're getting noticed. Now, if your partner is insecure then you got a whole a other element to look yeah. at in this relationship. Because <laughs> it, it made me think but, of some darker stuff, and I'm like, well, let's not go there. But yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know the jealous type. I did type too. Right I did back. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> My brain went there too. Of, oh, oh wow, I just took that down a rabbit hole. Let's not no, go there. Yeah, yeah, but it's, but it's, it's, yeah, it exists. But yeah. So Right. Positive attention should be healthy attention. Yeah. And as long as somebody's not being inappropriate in their attention giving, then there shouldn't be a problem with it. And yeah. yes, if you want to have attention, if you want good attention rather than the negative attention, you have to look at how you're going about to get it. Yeah. So basically at the end of the day, it's just putting in a little bit of effort. Yes, yes. And if you really want to go out and look good, you should buy that jacket that Kanan was just talking about. Can you tell them where they can get it? It is called Tribal Tone. It's the Tribal Tone puffer jacket. It's very vibrant. Oh my God. It's, you can see me. You remember Rihanna's outfit from the Super Bowl? It's like that. You can see Uh it from like the next damn state. It's that bright. But yeah, it's called Tribal Tone puffer jacket and it's at kananwear.com. But, I love this conversation today because I feel like my whole life, before I met my husband, because he gives me enough attention. Sometimes I'm not going to lie to you. I, I never, I always say to myself, okay, what's the opposite of this? If I say to my husband, oh, you're kissing me too much. Oh, you're telling me I love you too much. Just stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. No. But then the opposite of that is, 
I've had boyfriends in the past that were very stoic, that gave me absolutely no attention. So I realized in life mm -hmm. that a successful, healthy relationship definitely has a balance of both. Some of these people out here are yeah. playing it way too fucking cool when it's in the courting mm -hmm. situation. They need to give more attention. And when we get in our relationships, just like you said with the lady that you know started wearing sweats and shit, she stopped paying she stopped paying attention to herself, which then Lisa, her husband, stopped paying attention to her sexually. So I feel like it's this big old and thing. And she stopped paying attention to him, too. Well, that, too. Right? She's yeah. not giving him the attention he needs anymore because when she puts that on, she's doing it for him. She's attending to his needs. Yeah, that, yeah. that's very true. So maybe we're on to something. Maybe there's, we should contact the original maybe. creator of the five love languages and say, hey, you need to pay some attention to attention. Because it needs yeah. attention. I'll reach out to him. I'll email him tomorrow. <laughs> no, 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 hey, Gary, what's up? I'm just, I'm just joking. <laughs> but no. I mean. But yeah, there's something to be said about it, I think, for sure. We're on to something. I don't know if it's that exactly, but I do think that it's something to really be aware of in your relationship and if you're not in a relationship right now, you need to definitely be aware of the fact of the level of attention your partner needs. Because if you want to be in a relationship with this person, then you're going to have to adjust the attention you give. You can't always sit in the same pool that you've been used to being mm -hmm. in because everyone needs something different from you yeah. so you can't just give what you're used to giving yeah. if you're not willing to adjust to give the level of attention that this new person wants from you needs from you then it's going to be really hard to find that balance in the relationship down the road so yeah just be aware of it yeah. This is a great little PSA for today. So I thank you for having this conversation. I think it was a good conversation. It was fun. Mm -hmm. And with that said, mwah, mwah, mwah. we love you all. <laughs> so cute. Well, that's a wrap on today's episode, but it's certainly not a wrap on us. Check out my website, datesmartersexier.com, where you can get your copy of my book, sign up for dating courses, or join the matchmaking community. We appreciate you listening to this episode. Please like and follow us on your favorite podcast streaming site. And if you'd like to get involved, shoot us an email at datesmarterpodcast at gmail.com. Whether you'd like to be a guest or simply want your question answered, we are here to help. And remember, all of our questions remain anonymous. Until next time, keep dating smarter. Thank you for listening to this episode of Date Smarter, Sexier. If you'd like more information on how you can be more successful with love and dating, or to schedule a free consultation with me, your dating coach and matchmaker, please visit datesmartersexier.com. And please subscribe to this show at your favorite podcast streaming platform. Gentlemen, if you're looking for a company that's all about helping men like you achieve optimal health, wellness, and vitality, you should check out The Gentleman Company. 
They offer a wide range of natural supplements and wellness products to help men like you feel and perform your best every single day. So for more information, visit www.gentlemen.co. That's gentlemen without the A. You can thank me later.